welcome to What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. My name is Daryl, and I'm here with my wife Karen. I'm here with my wife Karen, and we are part we are part of the Christian podcast community. Find all the podcasts at podcast.strivingforeternity.com or christianpodcastcommunity.org. They're both .org. I said .com. Yes. But it's .org. But anyway, Karen, how are you? How are you? I'm great. I'm just great. This is take three of this episode. Because <laughs> we had it all recorded on the second take, but... I was there, but you weren't. Yes. So hopefully, lots of technical difficulties lately. Yeah. So this episode was supposed to come out last, last week. week, but that didn't happen. So hopefully, it'll happen this week. But when you listen to this, you'll be like, I, I don't even know what week it is because <laughs> you <laughs> won't know what time it was supposed to come out. Where am I even? Where am I even doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. You good? Everything's good? <laughs> Everything's good with you? Nobody cares. Let's just Nobody get, ca- get to it. Grady cares. Grady cares. Grady cares. Hi, Grady, if you're listening. Are we going to shout out Grady? I want to shout out Grady. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. I was going to say every time, but no, the first two times didn't actually. Right. So this is and I think officially see, the first time. Yeah, we recorded this last week and we talked about G3 a little bit, but now we're even further away from when we went to G3, so I don't remember so. anything that happened there. <laughs> I don't remember anything I said about it. I don't remember other than it was good. It was good. Yeah. And it was, it was different this time because the the first time we went, we watched all the speakers except one. I think we only missed uh Phil Johnson that one day. Mm-hmm. But this time we only saw like two speakers. That's <laughs> <laughs> the opposite when we saw yeah. one. So, uh. I don't know if the the videos are posted yet, but um I know there's some bootleg clips floating around yeah <laughs> some people recorded Illegal. yeah recorded on their their iphones and actually then i got it. reprimanded for recording did you <laughs> i didn't get reprimanded but i ha- i got politely asked to stop recording <laughs> who were you recording i was like oh i was mm, i don't want to say <laughs> i was recording someone that we shared the booth with <laughs> No, I was recording some of the um, breakout session of Todd and Justin. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. I was like, wait. Are you, like, are I'm you? just standing in the back with the stroller and my phone. I'm uh, like, oh, this is good. Let me get this. It must have been one of the, one of the wretched people came over to you. Like, yeah. One of, one of hey, Todd's, hey. Todd's security. <laughs> I will only be using this footage in my small, small group. <laughs> <laughs> no one else can see it. Yeah. But that was but fun. Anyway. Yeah, so you did mention somebody that we shared a booth with. That was Justin Peters. So that was pretty cool. He was – a lot of people came up to him and was thanking yeah. him. That was, that was neat. And, and and he took the time to speak to every single person that came up to him. Yeah. Pretty much. That was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't really get a chance to talk to him much. I know. Well, <laughs> plus we, did, we didn't want to – I didn't want to, like, bother. Yeah. Yeah, because he was there and other people were talking to him. But I'm sure we'll get other opportunities to see him and – and talk to him, speak to him, have him on the show. Maybe, maybe Darryl, him and Darryl, his wife Darryl. will come on the show. I really want to do a series with husbands and wives, Darryl, but Darryl. but a lot of the people I talk to, like, oh, I don't think my wife will come on. I don't think she'll come. 
Yeah, they don't. Just you doesn't have to say anything. Just say hi, and then hey, we did the interview with the husband and wife. <laughs> they don't want to force their wives like you do. I know. I force you. I twist your arm. Uh, that was Rue. <laughs> She's also here. If yeah, Rue is present with us, and Rachel. Speaking of presents, my birthday was. That's Sunday after. <laughs> still G3. waiting. You're still waiting Just for your birthday. For my birthday presents. We got you a card. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Should I even say this? No, they'll talk about, about it. They'll talk about it. <laughs> Thank. I'm just going to say this. Shelby is awesome. The, uh, no, you can't <laughs> step on me. <laughs> Go ahead. Say I it. I was going to just shout out Shelby. I'm like, Thank you, Shelby. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> that my husband did not. Shelby Watkins and James Watkins are awesome. That was, a, I think, one of my favorite highlights of the whole week yes. of G3 conference was, was hanging out with them. Because we, we saw them, you know, over Skype. Not Skype. Who loves we used Zoom. You know, we had them on the show a few times. We've been on their show. It was just awesome to meet them Our in person. Our love them. Yeah. We love them too, but they were, especially Shelby, very helpful with the kids. Yeah, they want us to move to Ohio. We, so. we brought the chaos <laughs> to the booth and they... They tried to calm it. They were great. But anyway, that's awesome. And of course, that other guy was in the booth with us. Uh, that that Andrew guy, <laughs> Andrew Rappaport, striving for eternity's ministry, oh, and Dr. Anthony him. Silvestro as well. Right. We just saw Andrew preach. Yeah, we, we saw him preach, and he just he just posted. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook that uh, this past weekend. Uh, somebody came up to him and said they got saved at his sermon the week before. Really? Yeah. Because wow, of, yeah, it was preaching. really good. What I heard, I have to listen again because I was chasing baby down the hall. But mm-hmm. that was good. Andrew's a good preacher. Yeah. Good guy. Don't tell him I said that. Yeah. But <laughs> but anyway, Karen, let's let's uh, figure out what we're even doing here today in this episode. <laughs> but since the so overused. the G three theme this year was worship, just like drop, drop. <laughs> Listen, when this podcast drops, drop <laughs> stop making fun of me. <laughs> but anyway, the G three conference was about worship, and we'll just talk a little bit about that today. You know, so worship okay. is so essentially we're going to talk about everything. Everything. Worship but but is worship that. is just singing songs and <laughs> right. and maybe That's putting it. a little scripture here or there, maybe hearing a little like somebody talk. But the mo- the most important part is the songs. The songs, yeah. So if if you want the this, this sermon to be shorter and you want more songs, then that's we can do that. Yeah. We just can accommodate you for the songs and yeah. make sure they're the right tempo and everything to. Get right. us in the mood. Sorry, we're being sarcastic. It's not. It's not really. Can yes. you sense the snark through? <laughs> can you sense? The you snark? keep saying the words but I want to use. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're on the same wavelength. Uh. But no, all seriousness, we believe that there are is biblical worship. So we believe the Bible tells us how to worship God. God tells us how He is to be worshipped. We see this in the Old Testament. And when people didn't follow the way he prescribed to be worshipped, there's examples of them being killed. So it's pretty serious. God takes 
his worship seriously. And even up to the Reformation, really, you know, yes, justification by faith alone, the five souls of the Reformation came out of it, and then later we have um, the doctrines of grace. But really it was a Reformation of worship. We, the church in Rome was not, and continues to not, worship God rightly. So we are to worship God rightly, and that was... I'm sorry, my, my daughter's in the back. I don't know what she's doing behind me. But <laughs> she's making me laugh. Because uh, <laughs> she looks like a little tucky doll. <laughs> but anyways, so there was a reformation back to biblical worship. How does the Bible say, How what does God say, how he is to be worshipped? So Karen, how do, is, do you agree with that? Do you concur that there is Let a way? Let me think about that. Um... Let me just check my text message from Eric Keys first. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to me it would seem that God would be pretty um, specific about how he wishes to be worshipped. Yeah, in, in the New Testament, there's no specific, like this is how, there's no liturgy necessarily set up in the New Testament saying you must have this, this, this. But there are elements which we can draw from the Old Testament and the New Testament, how we are to worship. And just, you know, it's not like a free-for-all now. Like the Old Testament, yeah, there was, you know, the, the sacrificial system and ways to approach God that way. But now we, we're in Christ, so now we approach God through Christ. But there's still things and elements in worship which I believe should be there. Mm-hmm. And right. not to take anything out of that or add to it, and within that, there's freedom within those parameters, but it's it we shouldn't shouldn't design. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we should use the best of our wisdom that we glean from the Bible mm-hmm. to make good decisions about what would be closest as we can come to what we think God would be blessed by. Right. So, would you think uh, could could we? I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. Do you think it would be biblical to replace the sermon with, like, a play? Like, drama? Oh, man. You you know what? I'm only... I don't like to say my age, but, um, you know, we haven't really gone into deep doctrine yet (laughs) in my small group. (laughs) So, I don't really know. That's... That's really a tough question. Um, That's like, when remember when the... Uh, is the play like what style? <laughs> it's like one of these new hip-hop plays or... <laughs> What's a hip-hop Because <laughs> Shy Lin is a hip-hop artist. And, right, but he's not writing um, plays. Yeah, but, you know, it could be... I could work my way into deciding that that's a good idea. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> You're so silly. I was like, um, I just wanted you to say yes no. or no. No, that's not a good Maybe idea. Maybe explain that a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, okay, so, so my answer is no, it would not be a good idea <laughs> to replace the sermon with a play. All right. Yeah, I agree. Because preaching God's word is the most important part of church. Right. It's a, yeah, it's definitely one of the most important, and that's the God is using the if man. You're not of God. doing that. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. So God uses the man of God to tell the people what He is saying, 
So we're hearing from God through the man of God, and it's he's not preaching his own ideas. He's not shouldn't be preaching like a self help sermon or a TED talk. He's he he's I believe the the pastor or the preacher should spend the mature, majority of the time of that week leading up to Sunday in study and not coming out until God has spoken to him through his word, studying studying the word. And if God hasn't spoken to him through the word, whatever he has down is what God has to say. You know, so so not necessarily should the pastor feel like confident, like this is what God is, has for me. Because a lot of times you go into your study and you don't feel like that sermon. So even the pastor shouldn't mm-hmm. go on his feelings and emotions. It should be right. faith in what he has done faithfully during the week in his study no, and exegeting what's there, not adding to it and relaying that on the Sunday during a sermon. Cause I, I've heard several pastors say they didn't feel like that sermon was their best, yet that most of the times what God has used in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like I've preached a few times and some of the, I feel like most of them were not good, but people <laughs> afterwards will say, oh, take away something that I didn't even think came across clearly. Yeah. And they heard that clearly. So in that, that gives glory to God because I don't get credit for that because I thought it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I always like comfort myself if I feel like something didn't go well or how I thought it should. I'm always like, well, I guess that's what God wanted. <laughs> like, yeah. And his idea was better than mine anyway because I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And f- uh, you know, f- back to preaching. Faith comes from hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. So there's many New Testament passages, Old Testament passages that point to preaching. What if I didn't hear from God this week? <laughs> you didn't hear from him? You mean like like audibly? <laughs> yes. Justin was selling t-shirts that, oh, we got one. that had his like, famous line on it. Not mm. Well, more than one line. but If you want to hear from God, read the Bible. If you want to mm. hear from him audibly, read it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> he had stickers and yeah Shelby's got a sticker so what what do you think are some other elements that, that should be in the worship service we should definitely um, preach from the Enchiridion Enchiridion <laughs> 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 I think the Enchiridion has been used in like multiple like like witchcraft movies <laughs> okay if you're so this is just a tip a side tip if your if your pastor is preaching from the Enchiridion, <laughs> it's, it's not a church. <laughs> it, is, it is not a church. You should get out of there. You should you should repent and make a one eighty out the door. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to where we are even. <laughs> so besides preaching. Okay, so what preaching. Yeah. So also singing spiritual songs, mm-hmm. psalms, hymns. Yes. You went in the reverse order. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wait, sing. <laughs> I usually say like songs, hymns, spiritual songs and like, songs, hymns, I forget. Spir- I said I say spiritual I go to songs. say psalms, but it comes out songs, so I say songs. Spiritual psalm songs. Mhm. Sing some songs. Right. So so singing biblical songs basically. So it could be new songs, but yeah, but the music. Uh, there's a baby crying. The music isn't is a teaching tool in church, right? Okay. 
So Should I'd say you want camera. your lyrics to be as close to scripture as possible. Of course, the safest way to know your your songs are scripture is preaching song or singing psalms. But the BRB. Mm-hmm. Rue's gonna stand in. Yep, she's putting the headphones on. Yeah, so we can sing the psalms. Also, hymns are great. Um, and spiritual songs. And there's a debate on if, when when Paul writes that, if it's he's actually referring to different psalms and psalms only. Uh, but my take currently right now is let's sing the songs that are most scripturally based. Because like Karen said, they are teaching tools. So you're going to be singing these throughout the week. So you don't want to just sing them on Sunday. You want to get them in your head. You want to take them home. You want to sing them with your family. You know, around rule around the dinner table, we we often sing doxology. It's a short little hymn, and it's easy to remember. So hopefully, we'll start singing the, the Gloria Patri, which we also sing in church every Sunday morning. So these are our tools to encourage us as Christians and to uh, just get the Word of God in us as as much as possible. Do you like singing the hymns, Brew? Yes. Yeah, you have to speak. You can't just shake your head. It's radio. <laughs> <coughs> I have a frog in my throat. You have a frog in your throat? It's not a frog. Like, like you know, bubbles and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, Rue, there's a lot of groups out there that write songs, and these songs are decent, but they're the churches they come from aren't always good. So what would you say, like if a song's okay, but the, the you, you know that the church it comes from is teaching like false doctrine, a false gospel, false Jesus, do you think it's still okay to sing those songs? No. No. See, from the mouths, babes. No, because what these ministries do is they use these songs to lead you into that false teaching. And when there's so many songs that are good and solid... Like, why wouldn't we just sing the solid songs that we know come from good ministries? Do you think that's a better choice? Yes. Yes. Solid as a rock. <laughs> I don't know if that specifically is a hymn, but it was a song. Use it. Was this song? Yeah, you could use it. Yeah, so, Rue, do you think it's a good idea <laughs> to, to take pop songs and try to make them like church songs? No. No. Not ever. Don't Stop Believing? Journey? That one? No. Well, I think... Yeah, no. That's weird. Yeah, well, well, some churches will try to do like like 80s theme or something and try to like they'll play like secular songs before service and they're ad- they'll advertise advertise that to try to bring people in I think I think Andy Stanley's church might have done that a few times in some other churches or they'll do weird themes all right so we got music as an element we need in worship preaching definitely can you Rue, can you think of anything else that we do in church that's important. Pray. Yes, we pray. So prayer is very important. So we need the element of prayer. And 
usually, I believe that should be led by the pastor, and the pastor leads us in prayer, and we're all praying with the pastor. So as the pra- the pastor's saying these words, we are to pray with them and raise our praise up to God. And what I like at the church we're going to now, at Grace Orthodox Presbyterian, is he also prays for people, like specifically by name, who might be need, needing prayer for health or other struggles they're going through or they're in the hospital or they just got out of the hospital. So he prays, it's like a, a praise up to God for for healing them, for getting them out of the hospital, which I think is a luxury in a smaller local church because you, like the pastor knows everybody that's there. And just just the way he does it and conducts his prayer, it also teaches us how to pray. It, it's a model for us how to pray. And that's even, even when they're preaching and he preaches through the word of God, which I believe is the best way to feed the sheep is to preach exegetically, expository, through books of the Bible. It teaches us how to study the Bible. So he's modeling how to pray. He's teaching us how to study the Word. We're hearing from God through him. We're singing songs based on what the Scripture says or directly from the Scripture in the Psalms. So we have singing. We have prayer. We have preaching. What else should we do in worship? We don't always do it, but at least once a month, we 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 do this. Communion. Yes, communion. Also, we call it the Lord's Supper. So, in the Lord's Supper, we have the elements. We have the bread and the wine. The bread is the body of Christ. The wine is the blood of Christ. So, some churches teach that it's a representation. It's just like a memorial, like we do this in remembrance, which Jesus said to do. Some go a little too far on it and say that it actually becomes, they make the bread and wine become the body and blood. So that would be like the Roman Catholics do that, and they actually believe they're re-sacrificing. And then what I believe, and what I believe our Reformed tradition, is that spiritually Jesus is present during the Lord's Supper. And as a means of grace, we partake in taking the bread and taking the wine in the Lord's Supper. So that should be an element of worship. And there's another sacrament that takes place sometimes in worship, which would be... Baptism. (laughs) Yes, baptism. So baptism also represents the the, the, uh, being in Christ, taking on the covenant sign and symbol of being in Christ. So we have baptism. Now, Presbyterians teach that it's supposed to be given to infants because they're part of the visible covenant community. And then Baptists believe that in credo baptism that only those who profess faith should be given the sign of the new covenant. And I'm still learning and and on the fence of where I line up right now where you you all have to do your own study on it but ask andrew ask andrew and andrew will say no don't be presbyterian <laughs> then i have presbyterian friends that would say here this is why we baptize infants so i understand the argument i'm still we're still working through it but the bottom line is i believe that 
we're in a good church right now that is faithful to the elements of worship, that the regulative principle is basically what we've been talking about, that scripture regulates how God is to be worshiped. Normative principle would be that some people believe you can do anything in worship that's not well, within reason, sometimes that's not forbidden. So there are the two basic views. And I, I would rather err on the side of, let's do what it says, <laughs> go no further, and get those elements of worship in, and this is how God is to be worshipped. So let's not make church fun, because that you can have fun in church, but that should not be the point of church. You should find joy in the ordinary means of grace. That's what I believe, and I do. I'm, I find joy in the way we worship now on Sunday. On the Lord's Day. Do you find joy, Karen? I find joy. If well, if you're if you're coming to church and you're not finding joy in just the hearing of the word and Yeah. And it's it's not always again, you're not always gonna find joy. Sometimes there are like things going on in your life, maybe you're dealing with sin. But at the end of the day our object of worship is God. And we are still to worship him rightly. So it's not always how we feel at the end of worship, but... Yeah, but joy's not a feeling. True. I'm not talking about happiness. Hooked on a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> There's right. joy. Joy is an over-encompassing... Like, a, it would encompass, like, contentment. Right. Right, like you would need nothing yeah, else like, yeah, contentment from worship in, other than what's been prescribed. Jesus is your satisfaction. Yes. From which you cannot get enough. Mm -hmm. And you continue to hunger for more. More knowledge. So even just like that hunger for knowledge. Like you go to church. Even though, yeah, you're studying your Bible during the week and stuff. But you go to church and you're learning new things. You're getting closer to God. You're gaining wisdom. You're communicating with the other saints. You're being encouraged. Um, but yeah, you might have had a really... You had a really bad day, you had a really bad morning, whatever it may be. You had a bad week. You know, you have some major life trials going on. You know, that's to be expected. I mean, who doesn't? Honestly, like, mm -hmm. is anybody 100% happy all the time besides Pastor Youngman? <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the I same thing. Am I allowed to say his name? Sure, you can say his name. Am I, is any, like, he's this our, guy he's our is unreal. <laughs> I mean, he's truly joyful, like, honestly. I know some other people that come close to that, too. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've met anybody like him that's <laughs> just, like, oozes this joyful attitude, mm -hmm. like. And it's very, it's very encouraging, honestly, you know. But it's un unlikely that you'll see people like that in general because life is hard, you know. There's always something going on in people's lives. In that sanctification, I think you become better at that. Like you become better at finding the joy within those trials and stuff. And and knowing being content and knowing that this is what God had planned for you. Mm. So this is what you need to go through to learn, to grow, to get closer to. Right being more Christ-like. Yeah, and that's what I believe God designed the Sabbath for in this the, the Lord's Day. 
and our our worship is so when we're having those bad yeah, days we can go we can look forward to Sunday and from our rest work the rest of the week and be knowing what we just had corporately come together to praise God to thank him and not to even go expecting to receive yet we will receive when we go on the Lord's day and we worship him again the way he calls us to worship him and we're called first and foremost to worship him through Christ because that's the only way we can approach God is through Jesus so we go knowing that we are sinners saved by grace through faith in Christ and we can only go because we can't approach him unless we're holy and we're only holy through Christ and uh, Pastor Yachman preached on that on First John that yeah. we're, we're, we're still sinners we're still mm-hmm. we still sin but we're given now the power to not sin but when we do sin we have an advocate like that's crazy and we go and we hear about that and we can mm-hmm. only draw t- close to God through that advocate because we still sin we still sin and we still cannot not sin mm-hmm. <laughs> right. how do you put it yeah. I can't not sin but it's so true I always think of that but we have the power I to not sin. do what I don't want to do. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. I do what I don't want to do. Romans 7. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and wrap things up. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. And we're back. Yeah, that is so true, that, you know, that Romans 7, and some people think that Romans 7... That, that was Paul before he was saved, but there's no way. Because he's saying, I still do what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? And that's when he goes into Romans 8. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. But for memorizing, mm-hmm. this is our church now, so we're a little behind, but um, one. Should I answer? Andrew Rappaport's calling me. <gasps> No way, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hey, You're on the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. We're recording right now. <laughs> well, then I shouldn't be asking the questions I was going to ask. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't worry, we haven't edited it. So would, would now be a bad time to bring up church discipline? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> be a great time Whoops. unless we're the ones in trouble but <laughs> we're never invited back <laughs> you know this, is a, this was all just a desperate attempt for me to get onto your show <laughs> <laughs> well it worked is there, yeah, w- w- I don't get invited in I, I had to do something like this <laughs> 
It's a, Karen, erase all the good stuff I said about him in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always makes it uh, his way onto well, it one way or another. Yeah, I'll give you a call back. We're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. So that was Andrew Rapport, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you check out the rap report. Rap report daily. Uh, Apologetics Live. Uh, what else does he have? Uh, Theology Throwdown. He'll just keep adding. Yeah, them. like <laughs> keep. One of the hardest working men in podcasting. <laughs> Dwayne's the other hardest working man in podcasting. But anyway, so. I just want to end with uh, just reading from the book of church, 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 church order. Church. <laughs> you going to church? From the uh, Orthodox Presbyterian Church. The triune God reveals the way of knowing and worshiping him in his word, the holy scriptures of the Old and New Testament, which is the only infallible rule of faith and practice. The principles of public worship must be derived from the Bible either as they are expressly set down in Scripture or by good and necessary consequence, may be deduced from the Scripture and from no other source. God may not be worshipped according to human imagination or inventions or in a way not prescribed in his word, nor may the church require her members to participate in elements of worship that God's word does not require. Only when the elements of worship are those appointed in God's word and the circumstances and forms of worship are or consonant with God's word is there true freedom to know God as he is and to worship him as he desires to be worshipped wow so right it's there perfect. Mm-hmm, right there it's saying we have the bible it's sufficient to teach us how to worship God and what what's not specific we can deduce from good and necessary consequence consequence man I can't speak tonight it's the cheesecake. And and we, we don't need to go outside of that. We don't need to use our imagination. We don't need to have things coming on zip lines. We don't need to have the fireworks. We don't things need to have lines. movies or drama or things like that. We have the word of God and to know how to worship him rightly. Right. So if that doesn't smack in the face, then I'll send Daryl over to That's do right. it. That's <laughs> right. You're so weird. Anyway, this so is what happens when we do this late at night. Late at night, I know like we're tired. Well, hopefully this one recorded and edited, and you'll hear it. And give us your feedback. Go to our Facebook page. What are we even doing here? And I also just posted a picture of my dog on Instagram. Yeah, so we have an Instagram account. Looking like a cat. We have a Twitter. Curled up like a pecan you can follow Sandy. me on Twitter. It's <laughs> just rambling on over there. My glasses are being held together by a straight pin right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so wrap us up. I gotta call Andrew back. <laughs> wrap us up. You're gonna. I'm gonna wrap us up while you call Andrew Rap a port. <laughs> and while Rue eats a wrap. Drive safe, Grady. Drive safe, Grady. Okay. All right. So Rue's gonna sign us off. Thanks for listening. Love you. We pray that you'll seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn what we are even doing.
Just like to use the word drop. Huh? We're dropping. Drop, 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 drop. Drop. A new episode's dropping. Episode dropped. It's gonna drop. We're looking to drop an episode. Why do you have an issue with drop? It's like when you're writing a paper and you use the same word over and over and over. Uh. Alright, I won't use the word Change episode it either. I won't use the word episode, because <laughs> we're going to call it something else. We can't use show. Everybody uses show. Over and over and over. <laughs> you can't say record. It's overused. It's like writing a paper. <laughs> 